0: my name is candace i am the ceo and founder of parent promise 513 and you have now just entered the purpose parent podcast during this podcast we will talk all things mental health We will also talk about single parenthood. We will also talk about just all things parenting. So if you've gotten here, you're here for a reason, and I hope that you're ready to grow. Today, we have one of my favorite people. Um, This person really inspires me in this field, and in this work. Um, Also... This person has actually helped me develop on my professional uh, level and on skills. And so I want to introduce to you all Dr. Shawna Wallace. Um, she's going to give a little background of herself. And so uh, go right in, Shauna.
1: Good morning. Good morning. Thank you, Candace, for allowing me to be a guest on Parent Promises Podcast. I greatly appreciate the opportunity and the honor to be here today. Um, so a little bit about me. I obtained my doctor's degree in social work from um, Simmons University, my master's from University of Cincinnati, and my bachelor's from Queens University of Charlotte. Um, I have done various, um, you know, positions and roles and stuff. I am the owner of 3E Consultant and Training Solutions, where I engage, educate, and empower those that I come in contact with, especially individuals, families, and professionals from various services, um, such as parent coordination, mediation, supervised visits, as well as trainings for professionals, trauma-informed care, restorative practice, CPR, and first aid. I am so now the founder of 3E Affinity Incorporated, which is fairly new, established in February of 2023. So we're excited about that. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, a little bit about me, Um, I have worked in the medical field, I've worked in the school setting. I've been a substitute teacher before. Um, my background, my profession, my, my passion is trauma and um, adolescence. That's always my go-to. And I am just truly really excited to be here to provide any you know education that I can to help those that we serve.
0: Yes. Yeah, so let's get right into it. Today is trauma talk. And so as you heard, Dr. Wallace uh, specializes in trauma and so we have a few questions um, for her and I'll tell you how I came up. The first question I want to start with, um, Dr. Wallace is, you know, when you are dealing with mental health and you're dealing with, you know, undiagnosed trauma or diagnosed trauma, um, what happens when I don't feel better?
1: Um, so, yeah, great question, Candace. Um, so, so what does that really look like? Right. So part of that is knowing who we are as individuals Um, because nobody knows us like we know ourselves, And so at some point we've all experienced some type of, you know, like a motivation, some type of physical or mental, or even spiritual, um, exhaustion. So the question is that you need to ask yourself is like, how much of this is truly impacting my daily function, right? Is it impacting my ability to enjoy life, um, work or be present with your loved ones or even families? Um, if it's severely impacting those things, then it may be time to seek help, right? Um, and that can be from a mental health professional. That can be from your PCP. Um, if you are a religious or spiritual person, that can be from your higher being, your pastor, wherever you need to seek help. And if those things are not working, even if you're one of those individuals to need vacation, just to kind of reset yourself. If those things are not working, then it may be a little bit deeper than that. And again, that's where you have to decide, like, is it severe enough to where I need to go and actually talk to a mental health profession? Or do I need to go and be um, inpatient for a little bit to get myself stable? Um, And there is no judgment against that. Right. Because sometimes I think mental health has this negative stigma towards it. And so it's okay to not be okay but what you do with that is going to make the difference in how you progress and continue on your path and your mental
0: wellness in life how do you know like if you're dealing with trauma or you're experiencing Uh, mental health issues yeah so um
1: that is difficult (laughs) (laughs) Uh, because uh trauma is experienced differently from from everybody, the person to person. So for instance, Candace, you and I can be in the same situation and you walk away and you feel like you was not traumatized from that situation. However, based on my experiences, my history and how I internalize that, that could have been a very traumatic experience for me, right? Um, so, it's, So it's different. So when we talk about trauma, it's important to recognize that it's not just a physical injury. Um, It can be psychological. Essentially, it can be an emotional response to a stressful event or a series of them, such as like natural disaster, um, some type of physical, sexual, emotional abuse, um, loss of loved ones, a war, um, multiple car accidents. I have the experience. I swear I have PTSD from all the car accidents I have. So that's very traumatic for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And some of these symptoms can be flashbacks, um, nightmares, you know, having depression, anxiety, having some guilt. So it is possible that you could be dealing with trauma on on some level.
0: The next question that I have is um, about being patient. And so working in the field um, as like either like a case manager or like a family resource specialist or as a behavior support, I have come across people who automatically feel like we're coming in like we're coming to fix we're coming to do it like right away and it's gonna happen overnight and so when I think about the phrase of like being patient the question I have is like how long does mental health take or how patient do I have to be to heal my trauma mental health can take a lifetime (laughs) depending
1: (laughs) on who it is the severity of it and what type of mental health issue you're working with um Patience is a virtue, like you, you have to be patient with yourself. You have to give yourself that grace because mental health is not just psychological, it's also emotional and social Mm -hmm. being, right? So it's about how we think, how we act and how we feel. So if you are having psychological behavioral disturbances or disruptions at different severity levels, then you could be suffering from mental health Mm -hmm. issues, right? And so what does that really look like? I think people, um, and, and I can relate to this because this is what I consider myself all the time is IG, that instant gratification. I want to walk in somewhere, tell people what my problem is and they have this magical wand to just fix it, just to get rid of it.
0: Mm-hmm. And I
1: think that's where people have this misconception of what what the expectation should be, right? Mm-hmm. So like um, you do a lot of work with parents and children and so let's think about that. So when a parent comes to you and was like, oh, well, my child needs help with this, or I need help with parenting my child because they're acting this way and I just don't know what to do. And then you you work with them, you give this all the suggestions and feedback, and then they don't do- go and implement it. And they were like, "But well, Candice, but it didn't work. Like, I'm struggling. It's not working. And you're like, okay, well, did you do the work? Like, it takes time. It's a process. It's not going to change overnight because some of these behaviors are learned. So mental health is the same way. Like, it's a process it's not gonna just up and disappear um as if you know it's just it's just a random thing it it doesn't work that way so again like just be just giving yourself grace and notice the process and that is going to
0: take time but you also have to do the work yes what you just said giving yourself grace and actually doing the work is definitely um impacting on the turnaround time. Yes, what you just said, giving yourself grace and actually doing the work is definitely um, impacting on the turnaround time. And so the next question um, is definitely something that I personally, um, you know, can reflect with. And so the next question says, uh, what happens if I'm breaking generational mental health? or mental health issues and it feels awkward or out of place.
1: Um yeah, generational mental health. <laughs> um so or
0: generational curses. Like I'm yeah. a those you kind of go hand in hand.
1: Um so so to me it's like okay, so you have a family and they suffer from mental health, like, and and that's generational, right? Whether Mm -hmm. it's mom, brother, sister, whoever, aunties, great grandmother, whatever the situation may be. And they're dealing with anxiety and depression. Some of this can be environmental. Some of this can be um, genetics, right? And so it's not a thing of like, how do I really get rid of this? It's like, what can I do different? How can I minimize what's happening? And so, if mental health is genetic or it can result from genetic and environmental components, you have to simply think about, I'm going to do something different. What is that going to look like? Is that going to be for once in my family? We're going to go get treatment, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's a change, right? That's beginning to break that generational um, mental health. So like when we talk about racial trauma, that can be passed down from generation because it impacts how our body reads the DNA um but then I think about being a mom like my trauma and the trauma I was passing down to my kids right as I was pregnant because think about like the stress that we endure during our pregnancy how much is that is impacting our our babies like this you know that's in us our our fetuses and what does that look like because if I if I suffer from high levels of stress or anybody suffers from high level of stress the outcome of that child can be autism ADHD, schizophrenia, right? And some of the non biological ways can be like that codependency, unhealthy attachment styles, parental disassociation, and like even family events that has happened over generational time. So to begin breaking that down, you have to begin taking care of yourself, your own mental, physical, social, emotional, spiritual well being. You have to limit the stress in your life. Be aware of your own environment. So even as a parent, you don't necessarily want to do the exact same thing that your parent did You. So if you was raised in a household of people that were constantly yelling, guess what you're going to do if you start yelling to your children? You are causing them emotional trauma, which is impacting them, which again, is going to impact their children if they have children because it's a learned behavior. So it's starting with you and doing something different and figure out What can I change? But be realistic about that, right? Mm -hmm. Because you don't want to set yourself up a frame like, oh, I can't do this because you didn't have those realistic expectations to begin with. So it's, and you have to be intentional, right? In order to be that change agent, you have to be intentional and you have to stick with it. It's about being intentional and it's about being consistent.
0: How do I remain grounded? Or humble when I'm facing mental health challenges,
1: being grounded, hmm. being humble. It's, <laughs> it's a little, it's, it's it's different, but those, but those are like powerful things, powerful meanings, right? And so, you have to almost let go of your own importance, right? When you talk about being humble, it's not having this grandiose attitude you have to be able to connect with your own self and having that self awareness. And, um, a lot of times people talk about self-care. There's a lot of talk about self-care. You hear a lot of professionals talk about that. You hear a lot of teachers in different places. Like it's almost like a buzzword. Oh, self-care, self-care. Um, for me, I, I consider it care practices, but when it comes to mind, you think about mayonnaise, petties. Um, some people think about taking a bath. um, but it's so much deeper into that. It's like you have to feed your brain. You have to feed your soul. Um, and so it's taking a holistic approach, whether that's including like exercise, like getting sleep, drinking water. Guys, I'm going to be honest, like I struggle with that. I'm one of <laughs> those individuals I need to drink water. So I am, I am preaching to y'all about that, but I'm a work in progress um, and eating healthy. So in grounding yourself, you have to be aware of what your body is experiencing, right? So doing those body scans, like, okay, if something's happening to me, where is it happening at? Where can I feel that at? Where can I check in at? And then part of that being grounded and humble is having the ability to reach out. Don't be ashamed of reaching out if you need help it's okay if you just need somebody just to talk to or if you just need to be like i'm not okay in this moment right Mm -hmm. be transparent enough to do something about that and not be high and mighty or feel like you're too good to be struggling because we've all struggled whether we want to admit it or not whether we want to deal with it We've all struggled on some level, so right. humble yourself enough to reach out, like reach out to somebody before it gets too bad into that point. Um, and they have like different, you know, apps that you can use. The Com app, my favorite one that I know about, just FYI for y'all Apple people. I'm not an Apple person, Android all the way through and through. Um, <laughs> but for y'all Apple people, they have this app called Finch, and it's like a self care widget um, pet. And so it talks to you and it gives you feedback and suggestions on, like, you can set up however you want, but it includes, like, positive affirmations. Like, um, it gives you reminders on how to take care of yourself, Um, however you set that up. And the good thing about it is if you fail to take care of it, it does not die on you. So it's a positive. So you don't have to feel like you screwed up or you're screwing up your life. Um, It just keeps pushing you and motivating you and trying to figure out how it can best serve you so you can best serve yourself. Um, So I think that's a great um, tool to use when people are just getting in the habits of using care practices and trying to be humble and grounded in in that process to have those constant reminders and the
0: additional support. Then, you know, for Android users, it's the Calm app, right? Um, Com app is Apple too. Oh my bad. Um
1: we let's know <laughs> some, some, some stuff for Android folks. I mean, you know, they have the mindfulness app and stuff too, but I think it's it's important to find something that's gonna um force you to actually engage and interact with it. Because again, like you know, with self-care press, people think it gotta be hours on end and it could just be a, a quick five minutes like of of doing something that's going to um just gonna center you.
0: And we have a self-care journal that's online as well um, on Parent Promise. We have a youth one and an adult one, and we'll add those in the show notes too. So there was a, a TikTok going around, and they were talking about this study that had just got done. Um, I'll find it and kind of list it in the show notes. But they were talking about how depression shows up differently in Black women. And so before we answer this question, we're going to start off by saying we, we do not discriminate by age, race, color, um hair whatever you want to do we don't discriminate here we love all people um and so dr wallace i want you to kind of you know with your experience doing therapy and you know working in the field and working with different populations do you see depression showing up differently in um women of color black women um what's what's kind of your perspective on that on that
1: yeah so so it so it does and um a lot of times that can really look like you know your sleep disturbances your self-criticism mm-hmm. um black women really tend to be self-critical of one another in and, and very irritable um than their counterparts and so but then you also have to think about why is this the case right why is it showing up differently So when we talk about Black women, you got to think about it, right? Our intersectional identities. For one, we're Black. So we are really dealing with racism every single day. Like it's going to show up in every part of our life, whether it's in a microaggression form. And then on top of that, we are females in a white dominant society, right? (laughs) So we have these things that are already working against us outside of our our home, outside of our family, outside of our, our culture in black women being against black women. Like, oh, well, you're too dark. Oh, well, you think you're cute because you have good hair or whatever the situation may be. Mm-hmm. Like we have layers and layers of things that we're constantly dealing with on the on the daily basis. And so it does look different and you have to be your best advocate when you go to your doctor trying to seek help or your mental health professional. Because what they're taught in school, for instance, I'm going to use a medical situation, what they're taught in school is Black people's skin is thicker than white or Black people can have a higher pain tolerance than Mm -hmm. their white counterparts. And so they don't necessarily want to give you certain medication or they don't want to give you a certain dosage because of that, right? right? And so you don't necessarily get the best medical treatment possible. Um. Which is why we have so many issues, and which is why we have so many black babies that are dying, because the mortality rate when it comes to healthcare access and quality of treatment is totally different. So so for depression, for mental health, it is different. It's it's greater, but we don't also admit to that. And we take a lot of that people that are fatigued or irritable. They were like, oh, because they just got a lot of stuff going on in their life, right? Or because we're doing too many things. And so we begin to make excuses for that when, in reality, it it really is a mental health issue Mm -hmm. that is going on. But we don't necessarily see that on that level because we are taught that we are strong. We are taught that we are resilient (sighs) and all these other things. And so it's like, almost like we don't deserve to get help. We don't deserve, like, my stuff cannot be you know, a mental health issue. It cannot be anxiety. It cannot be depression because I was taught this. I was told this about who I am as a Black female. And so beginning to this, dismantle some of these beliefs, some of these myths that have been told to us and really get down to the um and nitty and begin doing something different. And part of it is coming together, like as as Black women, right? And rebuilding one another mm-hmm. and providing these groups, these supports, these circles to support one another, right? To hear one another out because we all deserve to be heard. We all have a voice and it's very meaningful and powerful. And so just coming together to to do something different, to be better.
0: The next time that you just get a few moments to yourself, I want you to ask yourself, um, who am I? And, you know, just kind of sit with that, you know, meditate with it and like truly answer it, like, who am I?
1: Oh, yes, let me clarify that. So the question, who am I? Do not ask yourself who you are in relation to your roles, your education. So -hmm. for example, when you ask yourself, who am I? Don't say, oh, I'm a mother. Oh, I'm a teacher. Oh, I'm a coach. Mm -hmm. Or any of that type of stuff, right? Really dig deep and explore like who you are as an individual outside of your roles, outside of your degree, outside of your experience. Mm -hmm. Who are you at the core, and it's okay if you don't know, but that allows you, that means you need to take time to get to know you, to explore you, your likes, your dislikes. It You you might find things about yourself that you don't even like, and that's okay because you have the <laughs> willpower to change that if you don't like something.
0: Agreed. <laughs> like, you have control over that. Go do that inner work because it definitely yep. matters. Go do that inner work. Tell us how we can get in touch with you, how we can support you, your social medias. Um, just you know give us how we can reach you
1: yeah so you can reach me at Shauna, um at consult-3e.com and that's s h a u n a consult- that's the number 3 the letter e.com telephone number is 513-813-1908 for my sorrows at the yard you know that 1908 um <laughs> And you know, I, I'm getting there on on social media. I'm work, I'm a work in progress. So my hashtag is gonna be Graceful Shauna and social media when I get there. So it's gonna be coming soon. Um again and, and you also start seeing things about 3E Affinity Incorporated Inc., which I'm excited about, which is the nonprofit. So when you start seeing that come out, please, you know, some support, support your community healing in activities and workshops. So yeah
0: so now that you've had a chance to listen in i hope that this helped you grow i hope that you learned some things that you can apply into real life i hope that you come back for more and stay tuned for our next special guest and as always parent promise slogan positive parents only